What's up, everybody? This is Mike Isicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and welcome to the All-Star Sports Podcast with your hosts, Gabe and Rafi. Hello, hello, and today is a very special edition of the All-Star Sports Podcast. Now, normally on a Friday, you'd be expecting us to talk about some news, some transactions, and then um, have us put out an edition of Rankings Friday, but today is going to be a little bit different. We are doing the All-Star Sports Podcast first round mock draft 1.0 the um the super bowl just ended um we know the draft order discluding any trades that could come up um and uh yeah i think it's time to get out our first one all uh, right so rafi you, you do have the first overall pick rafi's yeah. doing odd numbers i'm doing even but i am going to do the giants pick even though it is an odd number. Um, and I'll do the Cowboys so that it all works out with getting the same meta picks. All right. Um, but so basically the rules of this are there are no trades. First round, we're going to switch off picks. Um, and also one thing that's very important is most mock drafts that you'll see is going to be basically a prediction. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to do what we would do if we were, like, the GM of the team. We think that's more exciting to and to give out our opinions. Right. So. so I will keep you anticipating no less to dive into the first pick in the draft. I'm not going to try to do anything, you know, crazy to stir the pot here. First pick is very obviously Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously, you see the Jaguars, their QB play was subpar. I think for most of the year, their quarterback was Mike Glennon, who is terrible. I mean, um, these these stats, I mean, first of all, he's old. Um, and second of all, um, his stats are terrible. I mean, he had an 80.1 QB rating, um, a completion percentage of 62%. But, I mean, he was just terrible. I mean, there was Mike Glennon, and then there was Gardner Minshew played um, some games. Uh, who's, you know, obviously he was a funny player last year, but he had a 51.7 QB rating. I mean, right. terrible. Trevor Lawrence, one of the most sure thing prospects we've ever seen. And, yeah, I yeah, think I, very obvious. Right. You saw his pro day. His pro day was yesterday or on Wednesday, but he played. He it looked he looked amazing. He's throwing. He had some amazing throws. I like. The thing I want to say is, I know we don't have a combine this year, but you don't want to take into account too much into pro days, just because the colleges set them up so they're set up for them to look. They're set up for the strengths of the player. Was making very good throws in there, and just how he's played, he's right. It's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll move on to my number two overall pick. I think most people are taking a quarterback here for the New York Jets. I'm not. Mm. I like Sam Darnold. Don't like the Jets, but I like Sam Darnold. He he shows flashes of greatness every single every single game, right? They're very small, but he shows flashes of them, right? Uh, Robert Saul is a first-year head coach. I think he wants to keep Sam Donald for another year. And their offensive line is is really not good. I think they take Panay Sewell. 
that most people who aren't taking a quarterback with the Jets are taking Devonta Smith, but I think taking a wide receiver at number two overall is stupid. I just don't think they impact the game enough. I just make... don't. I just don't see what you see in Sam Darnold. I mean, I get he has flashes, and I get that he was good at college. Like he had a QB rating of seventy-two point seven, completion percentage of fifty-nine point six for um, two thousand two hundred and eight yards, nine TDs with eleven picks. He had two more picks than he had TDs. He had absolutely zero health the entire season. He, he and when a player like that has zero help, what you look for is 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 flashes or spurts of really strong play. I wouldn't say it's about the help; it's just the coaching. He's never had a good. He's coach. never had a good coach. He, he was under Adam Gase. He he didn't have great health, and with a player like that, you look for flashes of. I wouldn't say greatness because it's small spurts, but strong, solid play, and he showed that. All right. I may not agree with that, but it's your pick. So, um, uh, yeah, I just don't think Sam Darnold is very good. But moving on to the next pick, we have the Miami Dolphins. Um, now, Panay Sewell is off the board, um, which means that he's the only really if, – if you're not going receiver here, it's Panay Sewell, but with him off the board – it has to be a receiver. I mean, you look at the Dolphins team. Their best receiver was Devontae Parker, who himself was a letdown. And they've got Preston Williams, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, and Lynn Bowden Jr., who are all not very good. you got to go receiver here. Now, the question is Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. Now, Jamar Chase, we obviously saw him last year. Um, had Joe Burrow throwing him great player, no, without a doubt. But I, I think that Devontae Smith is the better receiver. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase last year had 1,785 yards for um, Devontae Smith's 1,862 yards. And now, yes, Jamar Chase had like 20 less receptions, but you have to look into that. He is a deep play threat. But that means he could not be getting open as often. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I don't get me wrong. Jamar Chase had an amazing year, but I think Devontae Smith had one of the best, if not the best years a receiver's ever had in college football history. I mean, he won the Heisman for a receiver, which hasn't happened since the 90s. Um, right. And I think that Devontae Smith is the better receiver here. And I think if you're the Dolphins, you have to go receiver. I can't agree with you more here. If Panay Sewell is still on the board for the Dolphins, I think there's no doubt they, they, that they should grab him. But they don't need a quarterback. They they best by far the best tackles off the board. I think yeah. you kind of have to take a wide receiver. I do think Devonta Smith is and the best one. one. And you have the Alabama connection with I Tua. hear some people saying Tua isn't good. I mean, he had one year – um, in the NFL, where, yes, he wasn't as good as we thought, but he didn't have any receivers to throw to and didn't have a good O-line. And I, I, you, and he's, he's a two-was going to be a good quarterback. Just wait and see. And I think it's way too early to say they take a quarterback here. I agree. And I, but I do think that, that um, 
Ryan Fitzpatrick should have started the entire season. I agree. But they threw him in there. He didn't do great. But I'm very confident in Tua Tagovailoa's ability. So I'll move on here to pick number four, which is the Atlanta Cardinals, Cardinal, Atlanta Falcons. Um, I am not such a big fan of Matt Ryan. I know you are. I think they need to take a quarterback. Uh, it comes down to Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields. And I think these two, they're, they're different style QBs, but when I think when it comes down Zach Wilson fits Arthur Smith's system better. He was the offensive coordinator at, at, with the Titans. You can kind of compare Zach Wilson to Ryan Tannehill a little bit. So uh, I think it's extremely yeah. close to what the overall better quarterback is between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. But I am going to go Zach Wilson because he, I feel like he would fit Arthur Smith's offensive system so, better. Now, you said I'm a big Matt Ryan fan. You mentioned and- it before. I do like Matt Ryan as a quarterback, and I don't think he's done. I think you could bring him to, like, a win-now team that just needs a quarterback, but he is 35. They're a rebuilding team. He's not doing anything for them, and he is only getting worse. So I do definitely agree they go quarterback, and I also agree that Zach Wilson was the right pick. Now, first of all, it is true that Zach Wilson fits Arthur Smith's role. You said you can kind of compare him to Ryan Tannehill. I'd say my NFL comparison to him is Ryan Tannehill. He's a very similar player to him. He's good in the pocket. He's great in play action. Um, And he's a mobile quarterback. And he is mobile. And I think he is also just better than Zach Wilson. Not only does he fit their offense. Better than Justin Fields. Yeah, sorry. Um, Justin Fields. I mean, this past year, this past year, um, he had a completion percentage of well no uh, he had a QB rating of yeah these aren't right but I think he's a lot better than Justin Fields just by looking at um just by looking at you know watching them play Zach Wilson the biggest thing about Zach Wilson is he doesn't always protect his body he is someone that will take hits which you don't like to see in a quarterback but right. that is also true with Justin Fields possibly even more so and I mean you look here, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson played a lot more because this year because of the six-game season for Ohio State. But he, Zach Wilson, had three thousand six hundred ninety-two yards, a seventy-three point five percent completion percentage, and a rating of one ninety-six point four. One ninety-six point four. Justin Fields had a seventy percent completion percentage for two thousand and one hundred yards. Um, and yeah, he played less, so you can't pay attention to yards. But Justin Fields' average was nine point three average yards per throw versus Zach Wilson's eleven point zero, and a better QB rating, and fits the the offense more. I couldn't agree more that Zach Wilson is the pick here. Yeah. All right. So, you want to move on to your Bengals? So pick? this puts the Bengals in a tough situation, because in my opinion, the Jets don't take Panay Sewell. Then also the Dolphins could take Sewell or Smith. And I, I could see Sewell falling here, but that's not what we're going over. So you have to look at this. In real life, I think that the Bengals trade down here, but we're not doing trades because I don't think they're good pre- to predict. So I think you have to look at, at this point, who is the best player for the Bengals to get, even though he may not be worth the pick here. 
I think that people underrate the Bengals receiving core. They have Tyler Boyd in the slot and T. Higgins on the outside and Auden Tate on the outside slash John Ross. Yes, they could use a better other outside receiver than John Ross and Auden Tate, but I don't think that that's nearly as big of a need as making your O-line better. And so this is a reach. It's definitely a reach, and he's not worth the top five pick, nor do I think he's worth the top ten pick maybe, maybe late like nine area, but I think at this point, their number one need is helping that online. I mean, they almost killed Joe Burrow. I think they got Jonah Williams at left tackle and Billy Price at center, who they don't play enough, but when they do, he's good. So I think they get their other tackle here and Samuel Cosme out of Texas. I think Samuel Um, Cosme is better than Rashawn Slater, and I think improving your line is number one. It was like their goal was to kill um, Joe Burrow this year, and they tore his ACL. You you plug and play Samuel Cosme at right tackle. You got both your tackles figured out and your center. Then you go in the second round for a guard, and I think that that's what you have to do if you're the Bengals. And I do think that Samuel Cosme is better than Rashawn Slater just because I think he's a better pass blocker than him. Rashawn Slater is a better run blocker, but the difference is much bigger for Samuel Cosme. Samuel Cosme has better footwork and and is in general better than his in better with his hands. I Rashawn Slater is a little bit more powerful, but he relies too much on his body. Um I don't know. I I agree with the trade down. I mean the best offensive, by the by far best offensive lineman's off the board. I agree with that. The Bengals receiving core is massively underrated. I'm a big fan of T. Higgins. I'm a massive fan of Tyler Boyd. But I don't know if I I agree with the Rashawn Slater over Samuel Cosby. Are you mean I, Samuel Cosby over Rashawn Slater? Yeah. I think Rashawn Slater is is more diverse, more. More, more diverse than Sammy I know, but Cosmeals. my problem here is the Bengals could use a tackle or a guard here, so you could say that. But I also think that um, that Samuel Cosme is a better all-around player. But I mean, Samuel Samuel Cosme, he I don't he he's his lack of play strength on the first level really shows up. He he's not a he can't really he can't move people to open up the run. He, he's, uh, I think Samuel, I think Rashawn Slater is just more NFL ready than Samuel Cosme is. He's more just versatile, versatile and uh, I'm going with Rashawn Again, Slater. I mean, Rashawn Slater is versatile, but I think that that's not – I mean, yes, they also need guard. They badly need guard. But I think when you're getting that out of an every-down tackle versus when you're getting out of someone that can go, you know, both ways, it's not worth it to take the diversify over just the better every-down tackle. And you lock up the tackle situation with Jonah Williams at left tackle and Samuel Cosme at right tackle. Uh, I, I don't agree with you, but I, I think Rashawn Slater's better. But I'm moving on to the Eagles here. I, Eagles are in a tough situation. Some argue they need a quarterback. I like Jalen Hurts. I think they go wide receiver. They, they massively need wide receiver help, especially with their injuries all the time, literally all the time. And I think they go Jamar Chase. 
Okay, I agree. I, I really like Jamar Chase. I mean, obviously, last year thrown to Joe Burrow. I mean, single season SEC record in receiving yards with 1,780 and touchdowns with 20. His, his route running, hands, ball skills, post catchability, just everything about him. He's so well rounded. He is so good. I, I think he's. I don't want to say miles ahead, but he's pretty far ahead of Jalen Waddle here. I think the Eagles really need a wide receiver. I think they take Jamar Chase. So I 100% agree here. I think it's a little bit of a no-brainer. I mean, the Eagles depth chart, our receiver, they've got Jalen Ragor, who at the time it was blasphemy that they took him over Justin Jefferson. And now it's even more blasphemy that they took him over Justin Jefferson, saying that Justin Jefferson should have won rookie of the year and had 1,400 yards. Nevertheless, Jalen Ragor could still be a good receiver, number two. You've got Deshaun Jackson, who's old. Greg Ward is terrible. Um, Like, you need receivers. Yeah, I mean, you got Travis Fulgham who had, like, a small game stretch where he was good. Right. He had, like, a four-game stretch in the middle of the season where he looked like a true number one. But then but he besides fell. that, he has been bad. Marquise Goodwin could be fine, but he's not good except for speed. Right, he's, really just, he's just speed. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was, was, yeah. was in a blasphemy of a pick to take over I mean, D.K. Metcalf. I mean, yeah, and I think it's – a pretty no-brainer that Jamar Chase is better than Jalen Waddle. I mean, um, uh, 1,780 yards and 84 receptions, 21.2 in an average and 20 TDs. I mean, and he's just so – he's big. He's a perfect, like, combo of size and speed. I think it's pretty close between him and Devontae Smith, but I think Devontae Smith is a bit better – but I think Jamar Smith is the no-brainer pick here. All right. So move so, on to your Detroit Lions pick. Going on to the Lions. Um, so the Lions are in an interesting situation because they have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones at receiver. Kenny Galladay's well, definitely – they're both free agents. Yeah, Kenny Galladay's definitely Detroit. There's no way he's getting – he's coming back there. Marvin Jones – probably gonna leave you there's a chance he stays but I think right now the Lions really just need a receiver so we're going I'm going I'm uh, saying two receivers go off the board back to back and it's Jalen Waddle I mean he's the he's the third um He's the third best receiver in this class, in my opinion. But it's crazy to say that because in most drafts, he's the number one receiver. But the just top two are so good. And I think that the top three go in the top seven. I mean, you you look at these stats, obviously, from this year. The thing is, Jalen Waddle has never been, you know, Except for when he played this year, he was never that wide receiver one. I mean, he was the fourth best receiver last year because Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and Devontae Smith were over him. And while Henry Ruggs last year was better um, than him this year, I think Jalen Waddles with Santa Dow can be better than Henry Ruggs. And, I mean, you look at these stats in only six games, though. In only six games, he had 591 yards, which is 21.1 average per catch, which is very good. 
603 yards from scrimmage. I mean, the whole thing about Jalen Waddle is that he's so fast, and yet he's also a great route runner. He doesn't have size, but he's so fast, and yet he's like 4-3 fast, and he's also a great route runner. He's He has a good catch radius, and he's good at stacking. He gets on top of corners and catches it above them. Right. He's 5'10", 182. He's, he's a speedster. And he's really versatile, right? He can play on the outside. He can play in the spot. He can play kind of as that chess piece in the backfield if you really need him to. But I don't know if the Lions go wide receiver here. I think before they traded Matthew Stafford, I think they would have would have gone a quarterback, especially if Justin Fields is still available like it is in ours. But they've traded Matthew Stafford. I guess they take a wide receiver. I think they maybe trade down in real life, but – I agree with the Jalen Waddle pick. All right, so that takes me to the Carolina Panthers at pick number eight. No doubt in my mind that, take, that they take Justin Fields. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. He's a good guy. He's he's a but Justin Fields surprising realizing that he's actually fallen to eighth here. Yeah, he's really talented. Panthers really need a quarterback. So Justin Fields is by far the best on the board. So I, take him. I think that's a good pick. Now, I think in reality, Justin Fields doesn't fall to eight because I think the Jets go quarterback. Mm-hmm. But um, we already talked about that. I want to say if Justin Fields is off the board here, most people are saying they take Trey Lance. I would not take Trey Lance. I would stick with Teddy Bridgewater and go Micah Parsons. But I just want to make a little bit of a case for why Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to, like, be over Trey Lance. I mean, I liked, I really like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. He had a 69.1% completion percentage, which is basically elite. He had a 92.1 rating. He had um, 15 TDs. He, he threw a good amount of picks, which obviously you don't like to see. But besides that, he was a very good quarterback. I think that, yes, while you have Justin Fields on the board, you take him. I don't think you go Trey Lance, especially because I don't think Trey Lance is even the next best quarterback on the board. And I'll talk about that later. I just can't. I I think if Trey Lance is on the board, they still trade Trey Lance. Well, that's a prediction. I, I do think that Mac Jones is better than Trey Lance, but... Uh, I, even if Justin Fields is off the board, I still think the Panthers take a quarterback. Not a fan of Teddy Ridgewater. You mentioned the completion percentage. Wasn't thrown very impressive or difficult passes. He has talented wideouts to throw to. He, and he just didn't look impressive. He, the, he did not pass the eye test. The, the team, the Panthers were just not a good team this year. They were painfully average for most of the season. I just, I'm not a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Great person, not a great quarterback. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is pretty underrated, but nevertheless, I think with Justin Fields on the board, you do take him. But um, going on to the next pick, the Denver Broncos. Now, Denver's in an interesting situation. I don't think they go QB. I think they stick with Drew Locke. But um, – that's not to say that Drew Locke is their franchise QB, but I don't think you go QB here. Now, I think in reality, you see the Cowboys at 10. And both the Broncos and the Cowboys want a cornerback here. And I think the Cowboys really want Patrick Sertain. And so I think they give up a solid amount to just swap 9 and 10 picks. I agree. But I think here, 
obviously no trades. Like if you get a lot from the Cowboys, then you do it. But you need a cornerback. You just dropped AJ Boye. You got Bryce Callahan, who's you know. I think he's really underrated, but. Right. Yeah, I agree. Bryce Callahan is solid. Um, and you have Michael Ojemudier, who's a good slot corner. Um, but I think you need, like, a number one corner. None of those people are number one corners. And you go Patrick Sertain here. Patrick Sertain, I think, is very obvious. I think Patrick Sertain is the best um, – the best cornerback in this class, and it's not really that close. Um, I mean, Patrick Sertain, he only had one pick this year, but he had um, 12 passes. Or that's correct. I mean, he only had one pick this year, but he had seven passes deflected. Before that, eight passes deflected with two picks. And, well, no, wrong. He had 10 passes deflected with one pick. Um which when you're getting 10 passes deflected, you're great. You're that means you're good. He's not a ball hawk who's going to get a lot of picks. He's by, definitely not a zone cornerback. He's great in man. He's a very good man cornerback and he doesn't get a lot of picks, but he deflects a lot of passes and he locks down receivers. He doesn't get thrown to that much. Right. He's a he's a shutdown guy kind of compared to Jair Alexander a little bit. Just pure shutdown Wide receivers ain't go nowhere. They're not getting targets. I fully agree with the Patrick Sertain pick. Yeah, and I think they do. That while Bryce Callahan, Callahan might be pretty good and Michael Odomudier is a solid slot corner, I think they definitely need a cornerback, and I think that's the right pick. So I'll move on well, to – So well, I'm doing number 10, and then oh, you're – right, because – Yeah. So, right, I'm so you take the Dallas Cowboys – and then um, he's going to do 11 and 12 so that we both end up having the same amount of picks um, with us doing uh, the picks for our respective favorite teams. Um, and so at number 10, um, like I said before, the Cowboys wanted Patrick Sertain, but they can't get him, obviously. I still think they are in desperate need of a corner. I mean, we saw how bad their defense was this year. They had debatably the worst defense in the NFL. Um, and their biggest thing is their is their cornerbacks. And there's one. I mean, Caleb Farley cannot be more obviously the second best corner in the pick in the draft, unless you think he's better than Sertain. But Assuming Sertain's number one, Caleb Farley is very obviously number two. I mean, he had a great year this past year. He had four picks with 12 passes deflected. I mean, he's better. Um, he opted out this year, but in 2019, he had 12 passes deflected and four picks. Um, he He's better. He's going to put up better stats than Patrick Sertain. That's because Patrick Sertain doesn't get thrown to a lot because he's locked down. Right. The receivers aren't usually open, but Caleb Farley is still a great receiver. He's better in zone coverage than Patrick Sertain is. He's not as much of a pure man guy. He can definitely drop back into his own, um, but he's still more of a man corner than he is his own corner, and I think he fits in. You see the Cowboys. They got Jordan Lewis, who's solid. Um, 
Then you got Trayvon Diggs, who is either looking like a top 10 corner in the league or a horrendous corner. corner. Um, he's very inconsistent. And then there's Anthony Brown, who's just an under average cornerback. And while Anthony Brown could be a fine backup, um, they definitely need another cornerback. They need a number one cornerback, and Caleb Farley is that guy. All right, so I'll move on to my beloved New York Giants, and I have a lot to say about this. There is no doubt in my mind that if a tackle is not taken in the draft by the New York Giants, I will be extremely disappointed. Nate Solder is so bad. He is Awful. His contract is massive. I really hope we cut him. Andrew Thomas took him at fourth last year. Massive mistake. Massive mistake. He he showed flashes of decentness, but he looks really bad. Matt here is our third string left tackle, and he looks better than those two guys, right? We want a right tackle. Cameron Fleming is decent. Cameron Fleming is decent at best, and there is no doubt in my mind that the New York Giants in this situation take. Rashawn Slater. He perfectly fits the Giants scheme with the with the zone heavy rushing attack and the and this versatility to play on the inside or outside, right? Our guards are pretty solid with Shane Lemieux, Kevin Zietler, and the option of playing Will Hernandez, who I think should get some more playing time. But there's no doubt in my mind that you take Rashawn Slater here take the tackle, you help out Saquon Barkley, who in the two and a half games he played had zero help, right? He was getting stopped in the backfield on nearly every single play. He was making something out of it every couple plays. But I, I, I think there's no doubt in my mind that they take Rashawn Slater. I could even see the Rashawn Slater playing center. I could see Rashawn Slater playing center. But I disagree with this pick. I think that O-line is a need, but it's not nearly as big as a need as pass rush because you look. I think you have to give Andrew Thomas another shot. Don't get me wrong. Andrew Thomas was terrible. He was terrible. He was great in college, and you can't give up on him after one year. Then, if you want to replace Matt Cameron Fleming, you put in Matthew Pert at right tackle. Matthew Pert is a good player. He played well this year. Matthew Pert played better than both Andrew Thomas and Nate Solder. And I think you give Andrew Thomas one more shot. I don't think you take one here. I think, in general, a bigger need is edge rusher. And you run a 3-4, so you need a 3-4 outside linebacker. Right now, you have Lorenzo Carter starting, who's solid. He's fine. But then on the other side, you got Kyler Frackrell. O'Shane Zimenez and Jabal Sheard, three under average um, uh, edge rushers. You need at least three. You need at least two good edge rushers and one solid one and one more like average one. And I think edge is a bigger need here. And I think because you're in that 3-4, you have to – I think you go Joseph Osai here, take the best 3-4 outside linebacker on the board. And I do also really like Joseph Osai, but I think – and I think that that would be the right pick. But I definitely understand why you'd go Rashawn Slater here. Saquon Barkley is by far the best player in the New York Giants. Not by far. James Bradbury is pretty good. But he – 
he is our offense. Saquon Barkley is our offense. I hate to say it, Rafi, Daniel Jones is not good. I know you like him because he went to do. Daniel Jones is not good. It's too early to give up on him and draft a quarterback here. Daniel Jones is not good. You can't say that about a running back. Like, or it's not, you're not in a good situation if your running back's your best player on offense. I know. And the Giants are not in a good situation on offense. But you need help. Saquon Barkley needs help on the offensive line. I think you take Rashawn Slater. I think you, you, hopefully the Giants trade into the first round and get a later first round pick. And take maybe Joseph Osai if he's still on the board. I doubt he's still on the board down there. But I think I'm looking at Gregory Rousseau if he does fall, like he is projected to. So Gregory Rousseau, I don't really think fits that three four out to linebacker role. I think he needs to go in a four three. But just trade up, hopefully into the later first round, and, and get an edge. Maybe you get like Jalen Phillips, but. He does fit more of the 3-4 role, but you move on to the number 12 here. Um, No, you're going number 12. I am going all right. I'll, I'm going number 12. Okay. 49ers. They need a quarterback. That's that's their biggest need, in my opinion. Uh, I like Trey Lance, but I, I like Mac Jones. But the, the quarterback that fits the 49ers system most is Kyle Trask, but I'm not – I'm hesitant to take Kyle Trask because he's definitely not worth the 12th overall pick, but I am going to take him here. I'm taking Kyle Trask. It'll be fun to see, hopefully, him play in in the Niners' offense. I think he'll fit really well with a good O-line that the 49ers have. I'm taking Kyle Trask. Okay, I think this is way too big of a reach. If you go Kyle Trask, it's like the second round. Right. Okay. Uh, this is a massive reach, but I'm going with the fun pick, and I'm going with contrast. Mac Jones, and yes, the Niners have a great O-line, but Mac Jones is a similar player to Kyle Trask in the sense that he's insane with a great O-line. Uh, I think Mac Jones has to be the pick here. Mac Jones won the Heisman over Kyle Trask. He had a better year, and he fits the system well with a great O-line. He is very good. They have some pretty good receivers. They have some good receivers. And I think that Mac Jones is just a better quarterback and does better than Matt, than Kyle Trask, even in the 49ers system. I, I, I probably agree with you, but I'm going with the fun pick, and I'm taking Kyle Trask. Okay. You move on to the Chargers here. All right, so I'm going – I'm picking for the Chargers here. Now, the Chargers are in a situation where you go best alignment available. I mean, they have um, – char- I mean, the Chargers had Mike Pouncey. Yeah, um, just retired yesterday. Retired yesterday. Um, so now that sets up a role at center that I think is most likely filled by Scott Quisenberry. It's him or Dan Feeney. I'd put Scott Quisenberry above him. You have your right tackle in Brian Beluga. Trey Turner is not Nats Trey Turner, but guard Trey Turner is fine. Out of all your O-lineman problems, it's not Trey Turner. Forrest Lamp is at least a below average player. Right now you have two biggest problems. You have the worst starting tackle in football in the same Sam Tevy is so bad. 
He's the worst starting tackle in football. He'd be bad for a backup tackle on most teams. And then you also have a problem at center. So the best center in the whole draft class shouldn't go until like early to mid second round. I think you go best tackle available here. And that person is Christian Derrissaw. Christian Derrissaw hasn't done much in the past um, for that Virginia Tech team. But Christian Derrissaw had a great year this year. He had a breakout year. I mean, he was prop besides Caleb Farley, the best player on that Virginia Tech team. And you need to go best tackle available. I mean... And that, that's just Christian Derrissaw. I mean, Christian Derrissaw what, is a great player. Yes, we ha- he's a little bit of a boomer bust guy just because we haven't seen that much of him. But he's, he's the right guy here. We saw the Chargers in a interesting situation in during the draft with Justin Herbert. A lot of people were really skeptical, skeptical about him, including the I didn't but, like Justin What? I didn't really like Justin Neither Herbert. Neither did I, but proved us wrong. But I think they're kind of in a similar situation here with Derrissaw on a boomer bust. Uh, I agree with the – they take the best alignment available, and Derrissaw is miles ahead, the best center. Center? You mean tackle? Tackle available. No, it, Christian Derrissaw is miles ahead – who is the best tackle available, and Christian Derrissaw is miles ahead the best center available. Like, he, Christian Derrissaw, as a tackle, is way better than drafting whoever you think the best center yeah, available is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, I will move on here to the Minnesota Vikings. They need some interior line help. They need to – they – they're they're in kind of, they're in a I don't know what I really don't know what the Vikings do here. They 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 need a safety kind of with an agent Harrison Smith, but I do think Anthony Harris is pretty good. They I would argue they kind of need an alignment. They they have so many little holes, but very few big holes that I don't I, I think the Vikings are in a tough spot here. But I guess maybe they go Elijah Vera Tucker, maybe to fill in the guard spot with Dakota Dozier and Ezra Cleveland, who are not that great. Maybe they get some sort of defensive lineman with, but I don't think Christian Barrymore, who I think is the best interior defensive lineman in the draft is not worth the 14th pick. So yeah, I'm going to take Elijah Ware Tucker, but I, I don't know what the Vikings well, do. Here's what I think about that. I think they take interior line. I think they have their center in Garrett Bradbury. I think Wyatt Davis is better than Elijah Ware Tucker. Wyatt Davis, A, has blocked a lot better defensive linemen than Elijah Ware Tucker. And while I don't like saying that about O-Lyman much. I think that it is true that 
he has blocked better players. And I think that Wyatt Davis has been consistently just a better guard than Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, an argument for this is that um, you you want to get a left guard here and Elijah Vera Tucker is a left guard while Wyatt Davis is a right guard. But Ezra Cleveland can also play left guard as can Wyatt Davis. And so I think Ezra, you put him in for Dakota Dozier. Ezra Cleveland is like, at worst, below average. He's not horrendous like Dakota Dozier is. And so I think you keep you keep him a right guard or move him to left guard and get Wyatt Davis in there. And I think Wyatt Davis is a better player than Elijah Vera Tucker. I disagree with that. Elijah Vera Tucker, I really like – you'll see a pattern in this. I really like versatile linemen, linemen that can really play anywhere. I think Elijah Vera Tucker can adapt to pretty much any scheme in the NFL. He, he's an easy mover. He, he has great athleticism, especially in the passing game. He, he's plays with, he's very competitive. He comes off the ball hard. I'm a big fan of Elijah Vera Tucker. I really don't like saying some this stuff like, oh, he played against better people. But so I, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is better than Mike Davis. So moving on next is the New England Patriots. The Patriots are in a really tough situation this year now because Mac Jones is on the board. Cam Newton is terrible, and he's on a one-year deal, so you don't know if he's going to be there this year. You could go Mac Jones here. You could go Trey Lance here. But then you also see that debatably the best player on the board is Kyle Pitts, and you need a tight end. I mean, their tight end was like Ryan Izzo, and um, and um, Devin Asayasi, right? Um, um, and Matt Lacoste played a little bit, but you know you like they they like to use their tight ends. They had Gronk for years, and he was always Tom Brady's best receiver. So you're in a really tough situation. But I say here that you can wait to take a quarterback and in future years. And you can you can even go Micah Parsons, who I think is a debatably a top five player in this class who has fallen so hard so far. But um but I think that you can wait on a quarterback. You don't pass on a player like Kyle Pitts, especially when you, you use your tight ends as much as the Patriots do. So I have the Patriots going Kyle Pitts here. Kyle Pitts was an amazing receiver. Like he's a, he is not, meh at blocking, but he is essentially just a big wide receiver. I mean, he was the Gators' best receiver. I mean, yeah, they had Kadarius Tony, who was good, but he had 770 yards in eight games. First, if he had played a full season, he would have had a, a thousand yards. He had 770 in eight games, 17.9 average, and 12 TDs. A big red zone threat, um, and I think he is, without a doubt, um, the the best tight end in the class. And I think that you just go tight end over quarterback here. I agree. You are more likely to find another world class quarterback in the draft than you are another player like like Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts is extremely talented at the tight end position. He's uh, – I just think – yeah, I, just, I agree with you. 
So I'm going to move on here to the Arizona Cardinals pick. And they Cardinals are in an interesting situation. They have a quarterback for the future, Kyler Murray. They have their wide receiver number one, DeAndre Hopkins. And say what you want about Kenyon Drake. He got off to a slow start last year, but I think he's still pretty solid. They're by far biggest – they have two biggest big holes. That's their offensive line, and they're pretty much their entire defense. Patrick Peterson also retired. Right. Well, he didn't retire. He's probably going to leave. He's, Did he? He's basically almost definitely going to leave. It's not official yet, but – Right, but – they, they need O-line help, and they need defensive help. And you mentioned Michael Parsons. I'm not a fan of Jordan Hicks in that, that middle Mike position. I think they take Michael Parsons, maybe start him off more as a stacked outside linebacker, but I'm taking Michael Parsons. He's, I think he's really good. I think he probably will go way higher than 16 or deserves to go way higher than 16, but just the way our draft fell out, he fell that low. I'm a big fan of him. He, he, he was great at Penn State. He's a dynamic player. I think he, he opted out of the 2020 season. He, had, he has two seasons of, of high-impact play at Penn State. And I think his impact at, the Penn, at Penn State was, either, was even further shown as this year Penn State had an abysmal defense. Uh, he's a he was a prized recruit as a pass rusher coming out of high school. He's still ironing out the finer points of play processing on the second level, but I'm a big fan of Michael Parsons. I, I think they no doubt take him if he's available at 16. So here's what I think. I think Micah Parsons is definitely top 10 player in the class, debatably top five. I really like Micah Parsons. I think in reality, the best three quarterbacks are gone by eight, and the Panthers should take him. But with how this draft played out, Micah Parsons fell. And I think that even though cornerback is a much bigger need, and I might even say take J.C. Horn here, I just think you do go best player available here and take Micah Parsons just because of how good um, he is. Yeah. So – this is. I was gonna say that the Raiders, if Micah Parsons fell one more pick, they'd go him. But um, now the Raiders have. It's like you you hear this and you'll get the Raiders have Keelan Furl, Max Crosby, Carl Nassib, and Tack McKinley. Now those are like four people that you hear their name and. And you say, like, okay, those, like, are – and they have Vic Beasley, five people that you hear their name, and they're, like, they're pretty good edge rushers, and yet their pressures were so low this year. You, I think you take Quiddy Pay, who's the best pass rusher in this class, and, and he becomes possibly your best pass rusher on your team. You need an edge rusher, like, pretty badly, even though those players sound good. I mean, he only had four games this year, but last year he had 6.5 sacks, 12.5 tackles for loss. That's the thing about Quiddy Pay. He's also great in the run game. Right. He's great in the run game. At, I mean, this year in four games he had two sacks, so he averaged half a sack per game, which is good, but he only played four games. But watching him, he just eats through offensive linemen. 
and he is a great player. And he, he's definitely better than a top 17 player in this class. It's just not a lot of teams have been looking for edge, but are looking for edge this year. But um, he's definitely the great pick here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He also fits that defense perfectly. As right. In the, right. But he's, he's, he's an exciting prospect. He's just he's a big dude, 6'4", 277 out of Michigan. I fully agree with the pick. He's versatile. He's he's good in the run. He's great in the pass. I think it's a great pick at 17 for the Raiders. I think in reality, the Giants probably take Quiddy Pay at 11, but I think offensive tackle is a bigger need. I don't think the Giants take Quiddy Pay because he doesn't fit their defense. Well, I think the Giants take A edge, probably Joseph Osai. But, yeah. So I'll move on to the Dolphins pick. I think they do go running back. It is arguably the most replaceable position in football. I think it is. Miles Gaston, he was solid this year. He wasn't great. He was solid. So, but I do think they go. Uh, it's tough between Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, but I do think they end up going Najee Harris simply because the Alabama connection with Tua and who we had drafted and Devonta Smith. He, he's versatile. He, he's a rare case of a backfield rusher. He played all four seasons at Alabama. He, he's a tall, he's kind of an uptight runner. He, he's got a blend power, versatility, determination. I think he's a great, great player. And I think he just barely edges out. Travis at the end. So I agree that you go running back here because um, I think at this pick, your top two needs are center and linebacker, and there are no linebackers, good linebackers available that fit your defense and no good centers. So then it is running back. I do think that Travis Etienne is better than Najee Harris, especially for that defense, because I think if you give them both of them a good old line, Najee Harris might be better. But with a battle line, Travis Etienne's better because if which the Dolphins have a battle line, and when your players are already getting into the backfield and you're more of just a power back, it's harder when there are three guys swarming around you. Travis Etienne is will be one is one of the fastest players in this class, and he will like and he will outrun them. I mean, Travis Etienne had two years in a row where he had a, 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 um, over 1,600 yards. Um, and this year, he played th- three less games, um, but he had 914 yards. But if he played the full 15 games that is usually played, he would have had well over 1,000 yards. Um, and he is just a great um, – Rusher, but I think he's better than Najee Harris. Najee Harris had a better year this year, but I think with that O-line, Travis Etienne would be better, and Travis Etienne has been better in the past. Uh, again, I think it's extremely close. You can go either way with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne in the running back conversation, but the Alabama connection between Harris, Tua, and Devonta Smith – they, they string those three back together in the NFL and they take Najee Harris. Okay, so now I'm going to the Washington football team. 
I was not fooled by Taylor Heineke. I don't know if you were. Taylor Heineke had one great game. Don't think – I mean, you bring, you can you bring him into camp and have him compete, but I don't think you can say he's your guy. Now, this is, I think you go quarterback here. This thing is, it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Mac Jones is, in my opinion, a better quarterback. The problem is they don't have a good O-line, so the question is, is it Mac Jones or Trey Lance? And I have them going Mac Jones because Mac Jones – I think is the better quarterback. And I think that you're not, if they were going win, if they were a win now team, then you go, um, then I agree. You go like you go with Mac Jones or you go with Trey Lance, but I think you have time to be able to rebuild your O line before you, you know, um, really set it straight. So I think you had you can go Mac Jones here, then rebuild your O line, and you got a good quarterback. I agree. They go quarterback here. I think you bring Heineke into camp, as you said, let him compete maybe for the starting job with if you bring in a rookie quarterback. And then do agree with the Mac Jones pick. They are definitely not a win now team. They still have too many holes to really compete. But what? They did win the division, but like it was the NFC East that doesn't count. Yeah. They they still have too many holes to I think to really compete for a Super Bowl. Um I mean Mac Jones, he entered the game. He entered during the what what game was it last year? Late in the season when Tua got hurt. He's kind of, he was forced to move into starting QB. He showed he was pretty solid in the last couple games, moved in to the next season as the unquestioned starter. And he he displayed he had a great season. Was was he second in the Heisman voting? Something yeah. like that. But he, he displayed many of the traits that he demonstrated during the three-game back stretch of last year, three games, I think. I'm gonna say it's three games. He, he's a he's a clear leader. He he understands where all options are. He has not great arm strength, but he's still a pretty solid deep passer. He's able to layer the ball into the right spots for his outside guys. So uh, I'm going Mac Jones here. At pick. I agree with the Mac Jones pick. You're making the pick, but I agree with the Mac Jones pick. All right, so I'll move on to the Chicago Bears. They're in a weird spot. The Bears, they're in a weird spot. Uh, they clearly need a quarterback. They're in a lot of talks with Carson Wentz trades right now. But if I'm the Chicago Bears, I think they take a quarterback or they take a tackle. I think they tra- take Trey Lance. I agree. I don't think Trey Lance I, – I mean, Trey Lance will most likely probably be off the board at this point. But with him available, I think there's no doubt you go there. Yeah, I agree. He mo- probably won't – I don't think he's ready to start first year. Um, but he's aligned in the pistol and the gun. He can he shown slight abilities to run offense under center. He 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 has good athleticism. He has pretty solid ability to get out of the pocket and extend plays. Um I think he is a threat to move, because he is a threat to move the chains of his legs. He needs to be accounted for in the zone ring game. 
which I think the Chicago Bears will hopefully be able to run with David Montgomery. I really, I really like David Montgomery as a runner. So I, I think there's no doubt they go Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I mean, people started saying Mitch Trubisky was good. He had a couple average games against. I mean, he, he won an award. He won the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. So. Oh. Well, he had a couple average games against bad teams. He's still a bad quarterback. Nick Foles is not good. I mean, it's you got to with Trey Lance available. You got to take him. Yeah, but. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, move on to 21. 21st pick. Um, I you definitely go Trey Lance if he's available, but there are no good quarterbacks available anymore. So there's no doubt in my mind you just immediately have to replace Anthony Costanzo. Anthony Costanzo retired this offseason, and the biggest thing they had going for them was that they had the best O-line in football, and you don't want that to be affected by Costanzo retiring. So you just want to get your replacement for him and call it a day. Don't remember, you don't have to remember it again. So you get your replacement at left tackle, and I believe that the best tackle on the board is Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Um Jalen Mayfield is a great player. This is an amazing tackle class. I mean, there are like eight people that could go in the that are good enough to go in the first round. They obviously won't because not eight teams will take a tackle. But there are literally eight first round talents of tackle in this class. And I think Jalen Mayfield is the best available. He's a plug and play left tackle. You just put him there at left tackle, keep that great O line, and call it a day on your O line. Yeah, I I completely agree with with the, the the first round quarterbacks with all the quarterbacks off the board pretty much that are really worth taking in the first round. I mean, probably Kyle Trask is not worth taking in the first round, but I think they do go tackle, and I think Jalen Mayfield is better than even got Jacoby Brissett, who's good for a backup who can play for one year until you. Play for one year and kind of a middle year before you start to turn into a complete win now team. Yeah. Right. I think Jalen Mayfield is the best tackle on the board out of Michigan. He's 6'5, 319, but he still he can play either side, maybe as an offensive guard. He he, he showed massive improvement in year one to year two at Michigan. I mean, last year I had to block Chase Young. But this year, he had a lighter, lighter defense. I don't really like to do that, though. But Jalen Mayfield can show big improvement year one to year two. He can play on either side. But I think he – I agree with the immediate Anthony Costanza. You just get that out of the way. Yeah. So I'll move on to pick number 22, which is the Tennessee Titans. They made the playoffs last year, obviously lost to the Ravens, but they have a few holes. I'm a big fan of Ben Jones or center. I'm a big fan of Taylor on their left guard, left tackle, excuse me. They they have they're lacking. No, I, I'm not gonna say they're lacking wide receiver too. Corey Davis is pretty solid. But they they in a three-four, like they need an edge rusher. I think they take Joseph Osai. 
Well, I think that's the right pick here. It's the perfect pick. He fits their he fits their defense perfectly. I think Joseph Osai is an amazing like edge rusher. You got Harold Landry and Jadavion Clowney, but Jadavion Clowney is probably out of Tennessee this year. I know there was reports like a couple days ago that he says he's open to the idea of staying in Tennessee. Don't think that's happening. Anyways, you need more than two edge rushers, and you only have one once he leaves. So you need to get Joseph Osai, someone who's also good in the run game. Um, and it is it was a great pick. Um, it was a um. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We want to move on here to the Jets at twenty-three. Um, Who did they trade with? Is that this pick? Who's the um, trade? Jamal Adams. This is a Jamal Adams trade. Right. Seahawks pick. Yeah. Um. Now Jets. Um. No good quarterbacks left on the board. Obviously, they got Panay Sewell last time, so you don't take another tackle here because you got Panay Sewell and Mackay Becton, two great tackles. You got you put Panay Sewell at left tackle, Mackay Becton at right tackle, and you got that. Um, you still don't have good interior offensive line, but I don't think that's what you go on right now. Right now, there are three – I mean, the Jets have so many holes, there are three positions you could go. You could go wide receiver. I don't really think that wide receiver is – with who's on the board, I think out of this, you could go cornerback or you could go edge. Now, I'd say out of that, the best person available is Gregory Russo, but Gregory Russo doesn't really fit their defense. So I say it's going to be J.C. Horn. I don't know. If I, I agree with the pick, but I don't know if I would say Russo is better than Horn. But um, they, they need cornerbacks. They got – I think their best cornerback is Bryce Hall, who's, like, not very good. He's maybe a number two quarterback, cornerback, but I don't really think he is. You got Brian Poole in the slot, who's a pretty good slot corner. But you need an outside corner, and J.C. Horn's your guy. Right. Uh, J.C. Horn, he's, he's demonstrated consistent growth in the SEC, playing for South Carolina in the Gamecocks. Um, he, he's, he's a stocky, he's kind of a long guy. I think he's built for competing with a lot of the big outside receivers in the NFL. He, he's a, he's a big dude. He's a physical guy. Um, I think he fits pretty well in the jet system. And I think he's the best cornerback on the board. Yeah. So I'll move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to say one thing, one thing only. James Conner is horrible. Agreed. He is so bad. Uh, the Steelers, uh, they are not good on offense. They have great defense, not great on offense. And I do think they trade Travis at the end here. Yeah. Right? Out I- of Clemson, he's the ACC's all-time leading rusher. He had a very productive college career, obviously. He's, he's just big. He's a big play back just based off his burst and able to beat off content contact. He's blazing fast. Uh, I really like Travis Etienne. I think they take him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's between O-line and running back here. I think 
you Marquis Pouncey just retired, but there are no good centers on the board. You do need a tackle, but I think ETN's probably the right pick there. ETN's a great running back. I think he's the best running back um, in the draft. But while running back is a much less, less important position, like out of offense and defense, I think it's the least important position. But um, I think you do – take him here just because in the running game the o-line matters more than the running back yeah so i think that in this situation that's probably the right pick so here we go to the jags um now i think the jaguars biggest need is safety but there are no good safeties in i mean trayvon Morrigs like pretty good early second rounder but honestly i think you wait till the first pick in the second round to take him now Here's the thing. Your edge rushers, your best ones are Josh Allen and Caleb on Jason and Aaron Lynch, really, and then Adam Gotsis. Their pass rush was not very good this year, but Josh Allen was hurt, and Caleb on Jason, I don't think, was playing to his match potential. You got Josh Allen back in there this year. You get Caleb on Jason in there. But then you do also see that Gregory Russo is on the board. I th- it's a tough pick. It's a really tough pick. I think that you don't really need cornerback. You got C.J. Henderson and Sidney Jones and um, Tri Herndon um, and D.J. Hayden. I think tackle could be one, but I think you're just getting more value from Gregory Russo than you are there. So I'm going to go with Gregory Russo. Even though I like Caleb on Chaseong and Josh Allen and Aaron Lynch and Doug Costin, I think – or not Doug Costin, Adam Gossies, I still think that Gregory Russo goes there. He starts at right end, and you got Josh Allen and Gregory Russo, which is a great, great pass rush. I agree. I would I would say Jalen Phillips, if you're going at just better than Gregory Russo, but Russo fits the Jaguar system a lot better than Phillips does. I don't think Phillips is better than Russo. I think he is. We'll get into that later. But in 2019, Russo, 15.5 sacks, 19.5 tackles for loss, which was the last time he played because he opted out in 2020. But he is, his production is eye-popping. He's a physical dude. He's 6'5", 260 off the edge. Massive. Very athletic. Yeah, I agree with the Russo pick. I think if there was a combine, he would be going a lot higher than 25. Yeah. I'll move on to the Cleveland Browns. They, I think the Cleveland Browns are here to stay. I don't know what you think, but I, I, I think I he, agree. you don't agree? I do agree. You do agree. Uh, the, I think one of their bigger holes um, is, is linebacker. So I do think they end up taking who I think the best linebacker on the board is is Jeremiah Usu Koromoa at Notre Dame. I I think that's the right pick there. Yeah. I think they they have holes on defense. I think linebacker is one of the bigger ones. And I really like Owusu Koromoa's game. He he's he's an explosive guy. Right? He's he's 16216. Right. I could see him. Sideline to sideline guy. Yeah. Three down defender. 
Yeah. Maybe they could move to box safety and some sub packages. But I yeah, like, I really like Jeremiah Wilson Corma. I think that you got your um Sam and Tioni and I think you put Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa at the will. I agree. I think one a really underrated guy who I don't think gets enough playing time is Mac Wilson. I think Mac Wilson should be starting in, at the mic, put Koromoa at the will, Taki Taki at the Sam, and that's a fine linebacking core. Right. Um, so moving on to the next pick, who is my favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, here's the thing. I think the Ravens will have a better pick than 27. We just saw Orlando Brown request a trade. And a young, a, like, what? how old is he again? Is he, what, 24? Yeah. Well, yeah. I could see. When you already, when you already had um, Orlando Brown um, is 24. Yeah. When you have a 24-year-old tackle that you already know is going to be good, um, he's a pro bowler. That's a top 10 pick, worth a top 10 pick. I think, though, the most likely scenario is we end up getting 13. And so I think we have two first-round picks, and with one of them, we take a tackle and one of them an edge. Now, in this scenario, that trade hasn't happened yet, so tackle isn't a need. And what we do need is a 3-4 outside linebacker at edge. So um, I, our biggest need is receiver, but I think we get an Allen Robinson, a Kenny Galladay, or Will Fuller in free agency. I don't think we go with that in the draft. We're not going to be able to pay Matthew Judon. I hope we can keep Yannick Ngakwe, but we're not going to be able to pay Matthew Judon. Um, and so with this pick, I want to take someone that I think fits really well um, in the Ravens. Um like scheme, and that is Aziz Ojolari, 3-4 outside linebacker out of Georgia. Now, um, you could argue Jalen Phillips is better than him, and Jalen Phillips can play. Jalen Phillips does play a lot of 3-4 outside linebacker. He's not necessarily like a – he's not a, just a 4-3 end, but I think Aziz Ojolari is better. Aziz Ojolari, 9.5 sacks this year versus Jalen Phillips, 8. Jalen Phillips was very good in the running game. He had 15.5 tackles for loss, but Aziz Ojolari had 12.5. And Aziz Ojolari is also good in coverage. He's like a good coverage linebacker. He will be mostly a pass rusher, but he is also a good coverage linebacker, and I'd be happy if we got him here. I, I, I think you do go edge. In this scenario, I do think Jalen Phillips is better than Aziz Ojolari, especially if you are in a 3-4 like the Ravens are. I think I see Aziz, Aziz Ojolari more as an off-the-ball 4-3 on the outside linebacker. But he had 9.5 sacks. You just I don't think he has the length to play a traditional 3-4. But uh, I see, I see the need here, and I'll say I, I agree with the pick. I say I agree with the pick. So well, I'll move on to the Saints, who they have, they are what are they? Over a hundred million under the cap. Drew Brees is retiring. They, I think they stick. I don't even know the 
the Saints had Trevor Simeon. I'm looking at the depth depth chart. That's cool. I think they yeah. stick with uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh. I think they stick with Casey Miller, James Winston. They don't have the money to go out and sign someone or trade for someone really. Hey, there. Available. What? There's no good QBs available. Yeah. There's no good QBs available. Uh, they're in a bit of a weird situation. I, I, they maybe they take an edge. Maybe they take a corner. I don't. Although I don't think there's any corners worth taking at 28. I do think they end up going with the edge, and I do think they end up going Jalen Phillips. Hmm. Um. Jalen, I don't think edge is a really big need for them. I mean, you got Cameron Jordan. Trey Hendrickson might leave, but then you got Marcus Davenport. Yes, you do need more to do, but I think that their two biggest needs are receiver and Mike linebacker, although I do see the edge need. Yeah. I'm a, I think edge rusher is a very important position. I do think Trey Hendrickson is leaving. I think Marcus Dav- Davenport is solid, but I think – yeah, I, I like Jalen Phillips, as I've expressed earlier in the episode. I'm taking Jalen Phillips at 28. All right, so um, here I have the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers this year had a terrible defense. Their biggest hole in defense is linebacker. Now, the Packers, they run – like they run um uh uh four they run a three four usually they they are a very hybrid based one they do run some four three um but I think that I think that the best linebacker available is Zabin Collins. I don't think Zabin Collins necessarily fits it although I do think Zayvon Collins quite honestly maybe starts as like a outside linebacker with a lot of pass rush he's a very hybrid player because he's a good pass rusher but I think they're looking for a straight up inside linebacker I think here there are two good ones you got Nick Bolton and Dylan Moses Dylan Moses is one of the most underrated players in this class injuries have hurt him people say you know He's not athletic enough to play the mic or inside, but I disagree with that. And I think that you might say it's a reach, but I think Dylan Moses is the guy here. I disagree. I think you go Nick Bolton. Um, I think he's he's I I don't know. I'm just not. I I'm agreeing with. I'm disagreeing with your. I think he's a little bit underrated, but I just think injuries have hurt him too much, and it's too risky of a pick. To take Dylan Moses. I think it's a bit of a reach. I think they go Nick Bolton. All right. But you're taking Dylan Moses. So I will move on to the Buffalo Bills. They also need a linebacker. They 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 do they, they remain Edmonds, Matt Milano, and AJ Klein. Not a big fan of AJ Klein. They, they're in the four three. But I don't think they go linebacker. I don't think that's your biggest need right now. There's the argument for tackle with uh, Deion Dawkins and Daryl Williams there right now. 
there's bills. I, they are. They. I think they are just reaching going forward. I think they, they go. Biggest need is corner. I think their biggest need is tackle the corner. I was just about to say that. Maybe it's Dante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. Maybe they go tackle and they go Tevin Jenkins. But I really don't know. I'm not, Rafi, I'm gonna allow some partner input here because I I have no clue. If you're looking for some partner input, I think their biggest new definitely corner. You got Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the league. Next to him, you got Levi Wallace, who's been forced to play on the outside when he's really a slot corner. Josh Norman's washed. He's not good anymore. You got Levi Wallace in the slot. I think you got to go corner. And it's Asante Samuel Jr. or Eric Stokes. I'm going to leave this one up to you. In my opinion, Eric Stokes is better. I disagree. I'm going with Asante Samuel Jr. Uh Eric Stokes is a better player. He's more versatile. He can do a lot of things. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the draft. I I don't know. I I, I think they go with Sante Samuel. I think if they do go corner, they go with Sante Samuel Jr. I can see him kind of as a Denzel Ward if you want a pro player comparison. He's the son of a four-time pro bowler. He's 5'10", 184. I prefer Sante Samuel Jr. over Eric Stokes. I think they take him. All right. I don't think that's a bad pick. I think you go corner. Now, look at the Chiefs here. You're very, very tempted to go O-line just because of what happened in that Super Bowl. But I think what you have to understand is this. Both your, You have two great tackles, two Pro Bowl tackles that were both hurt. Then both of your starting guards were hurt. I don't think you go O-line here just because your whole O-line was hurt. That's why they were bad. I think their biggest need is without a doubt linebacker. They're in the 4-3. Um, and I think they go Zaven Collins. I mean, Zaven Collins is a very hybrid player. He's a, he's a good pass rusher, and he's good in coverage. He's not quite a 3-4 outside linebacker. He's more of like a 4-3 outside linebacker, but he is an, a linebacker that blitzes a lot. I think he goes kind of in the Sam, replaces Damian Wilson. I think Willie Gay is better than Damian Wilson. And I think you get Willie Gay, Anthony Hitchens, Zaven, Zaven Collins there. You have to – you. You blitz with Zayvon Collins a lot because he is a good pass rusher. But, um, yeah, I think that is – if you use him right, that's a good pick. Right. He, he was a quarterback and linebacker in high school. Tulsa was the only D1 program to offer him. He, he was – but I, I think I agree with the pick. Wasn't he D one defensive player of the year this year? He was he he, he won the best lot. He won he was Bronco Nagurski. Is that I think that's the nation's best player. He won the Bronco Nagurski award. But I agree that Zayden Collins is the best linebacker available. And I agree that the Chiefs have a Gaben Hollow linebacker. Don't be fooled. The Chiefs were riddled by injuries in the Super Bowl, especially on the offensive line. Don't be fooled thinking they need to get massive line help. And also just their biggest problem was defense this year, not offense. Right. Well, obviously. 
that brings me to the last pick of the first round and the last pick that we're doing. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl winners. They don't have a ton of holes. They obviously have an aging Tom Brady, but you honestly don't think a quarterback, right? They they have a great, I say great, defensive line. Vic Amakinsu, Vita Vant, Nose Tackle, JPP. They have a great linebacking court, Devin White, Levante, David. They've also got Shaq Barrett off the edge. They, they, I think if if you find a hole in this team, it's it's either maybe, I guess secondary, I guess it's secondary. I think their biggest hole is maybe. I think, need, I think they need a new left tackle, and I don't think Alex Cap is very good. I disagree with the Alex Cap statement. We'll get into that. Donovan Smith is bad. All right, so me, I I don't know here. I'm thinking they maybe go tackle because the secondary options available are not that great. Maybe Eric Stokes, but I think they do end up going tackle. And I think that ends up being Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, the retro senior. He's he's a bigger dude. I'm pretty sure, but big fan of him at the tackle position. Bucks have a hole there. He's, I think they take him. Um, I think you do go tackle here. Tevin Jenkins, great player. Again, another for another first round caliber player. I just think both Alex Leatherwood and Liam Eichenberg are better than him. The thing it, I mean. First of all, Liam Eichen, Taven Jenkins is more versatile, um, a little bit, but like a little bit. But I just think that Alex Leatherwood and Liam Eichenberg are just both better every down blockers. Yeah, I, I guess I don't, I don't really know a ton about the offensive tackle class this year. I did go with I did go with Tevin Jenkins. He's a bit more versatile, as you said. That does that wraps up our mock draft 1.0. This was a longer episode. Um, here, can oh. I just, I'm gonna say every pick real quick. Okay. First pick, Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence. Um, second pick, Jets took Panay Sewell. Third pick, Dolphins took Devonte Smith. Fourth pick, the Falcons took Zach Wilson. Fifth pick, the Bengals took Samuel Cosme. Sixth pick, the Eagles took Jamar Chase. Seventh pick, the Lions took Jalen Waddell. Eighth pick, the Panthers took Justin Fields. Ninth pick, the Broncos took Patrick Sertain the second. Tenth pick, the Cowboys took Caleb Farley. Eleventh pick, the Giants took Rashawn Slater. Twelfth pick, the 49ers took Kyle Trask. Thirteenth pick, the Chargers took Christian Darrisaw. 14th pick, the Vikings took Elijah Vera Tucker. 15th pick, the Patriots took Kyle Pitts. 16th pick, the Cardinals took Micah Parsons. 17th pick, the Raiders took Quiddy Pay. 18th pick, the Dolphins took Najee Harris. 19th pick, the Washington football team took Mac Jones. 20th pick, the Bears took Trey Lance. 21st pick, the Colts took Jalen Mayfield. 22nd pick, the Titans took Joseph Osai. 23rd pick, the Jets took J.C. Horn. 
24th pick, the Steelers took Travis Etienne. 25th pick, the Jaguars took Gregory Russo. 26th pick, the Browns took Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. The 27th pick, the Ravens took Aziz Ojolari. 28th pick, the Saints took Jalen Phillips. 29th pick, the Packers took Dylan Moses. Um, 30th pick, the Bills took Asante Samuel Jr. 31st pick, the Chiefs took Zayvon Collins. And 32nd pick, the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers took Taven Jenkins. All right. That, that wraps it up for today's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a longer one. I hope you all enjoyed it. Check out our Instagram at All Star Sports Podcast and our website at www.allstarsportspod.com. We will hopefully see you next time. Peace out. Peace.